And we are coming down in three, two, one. to Getting Sports with Drunk. I am not the hostess Cupcake the Riddler, but he is here, and he's ready to Hello. kick us going. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your hostess Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by... Mark. Sheen Washable. No, no, no. Dopey Souls. That's Chris Massey. And the rat of a Red Baron. No. He's a rat. 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 Uh, Kyle, is it ironic you were singing a song from Dora the Explorer? Yeah. Do 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 whopper. I like uh, telling you guys to eat rocks. I mean, I guess. I'm in Spanish. I gotta tell you, Massey and I are having a side conversation on on the Discord thing right now, and only him and I are talking. But I still appreciate that he specifically replied to my text. You're welcome. You guys ever see those vines of that chick that does like the pretty good door impersonation and would just like have shit thrown at her while she was being a mess? Yeah, I'm on those. Pretty fucking funny. Yeah, Vine was a better time. Uh, that was a good time. Wish we could find all Vine my Vines. Awesome. Could you imagine how bad TikTok would have handled the Harambe thing? Oh my god. <laughs> would have just, just fucking dances about it. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was, I, mean, like, I mean, yeah, it'd be cool to see all the hoes doing stuff, but like... <laughs> Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. Uh, starting lineups. Uh, Reed, why don't you, uh, why don't you, uh, you know, fuck off? Well, I will. Um, I have from Six Point Brewery, Screamsicle, a hazy double IPA with orange and vanilla. Because as you know, I'm uh, a slut for all things Creamsicle, so I was excited to find this. We're disturbing human beings. Are awesome. I don't, I'm excited for it. They are, but my, many cream, creamsicle things are not. I did like that he called himself a slut for creamsicles. <laughs> yeah, it made me kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> I did like that. <laughs> uh, Mox? I had a Pilsner or Quell that I brought home from Japan. Nice. Are uh, are you are you a slut for anything? <laughs> That's pretty fun. Just kind of in general, I guess. <laughs> I'm drinking only Jameson out of the bottle. Wow, is that real? No, but I do have a nip of Jameson. I was like, say it sounds like. A... Um, I'm drinking fuzzy baby duck. Matthew? Bush. Bush. 
I didn't pick up my elongated shh. <laughs> I got it. I got the bush. I don't know if you picked it up. I went shh. But I did the shh. For a little uh, while. I'm, I'm drinking... Uh, it's just called Juicy IPA from Untitled Art out of Wanaki, Wisconsin. Good town Good name. Good town name. Ah, oh, souls. <laughs> Are you sure that's Wisconsin and not in, like, Japan? <laughs> it says, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, W-A-U-N-A-K-E-E. Hey, I think that checks Wanook. out. Wanook. <laughs> If there's two E's in the end, Kyle. Wanuki. <laughs> this isn't fucking Spanish where we have silent vowels. Silent vowels everywhere. Nah, name forty. Dude, I can't even think of forty words right now. I thought he was commercial. I thought he was going to say I can't think of forty vowels. <laughs> I don't know all forty vowels. If I'm being honest, <laughs> yeah, I'm still learning. <laughs> Uh, Toast of Excellence. Oh, fuck, I forgot mine. Hold on. Uh, Mine to the Philadelphia Phillies for beating the Atlanta Braves in the NLDS to go on to face the Padres in the NLCS. Were you like a fan or something? Who would have thought? I was was talking to Kendall about it, and I have an opinion, and, you know, it might not be a popular one, but as long as the Dodgers have the roster that they have, um, if you're a manager and you don't make it to the World Series, you should be fired. No, Dave Roberts is not a good manager anyways. But I'm just saying, but, like, it doesn't matter. Like, so he should be fired, and then they should they can bring in whoever they want. And then next year, if the Dodgers don't go to the World Series, that guy's fired. One year. That's it. I'm cool with that. The minute you stop making it to the World Series with that roster, you're done. There's no reason. I'm sorry, but there is... I, I know that baseball is all about who gets hot at the right time and this and that, but... There are too many players on that Dodgers team for some for the whole unit to be cold, and uh, they were managed poorly. Yeah, in the postseason should be fired. I agree. Hey, Paul. I think they should be fired, and I think Freddie Freeman should be traded to the Nationals. That's fine. They're still gonna suck with them. Yes, Massey. Uh, I have a somewhat toast of excellence, but not, but it kind of picks up the bears. Do you kind of care if I say it or do you not want me to? Massey, there is literally nothing you can say after this Thursday night game that is going to ever help me. Toast of excellence to Cooper Cup, who alone has more receptions than the entire bears roster. Yeah. I was just. <laughs> I asked first. But it's how you said it. Uh, my toast I just saw this uh, I guess when the Eagles were coming out of the tunnel some guy just like joined in on the 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 run out and I thought it was pretty funny (laughs) I saw that it was pretty good the best part is like he was like one of the first guys it just let it happen Uh, close to the five and one Giants you can't post to the Giants every week they win. Oh, I can. <laughs> he oh, can, can and he will. <coughs> Make him real toast. Uh, my toast is to the Giants for leading the NFL in quarter game winning drives. I mean, 
mean, they are technically. Well, you know, you know what kind of makes me You know what kind of makes me sad? What? That Mike Mock played baseball his whole life, and the Yankees could get eliminated from the playoffs tonight, and he won't care. That's not true. Yeah, you won't care because the Giants are five and one. Listen, all things are good right now. Aaron's Cole said he's gonna pitch tonight. Let him. Fuck it. I'm just a I'm just a big fan of how like New York is fucking like what are they like nine and three? Nine, nine and three, and I don't think either quarterback has thrown for over two hundred yards in a game yet. Is they're like the same. They're, they're like the same team, just elite running defense is playing great. Quarterbacks just doing enough. <laughs> um, just the excellent. Oh, go ahead, Paul. I, saying, I, I think Daniel Jones. I think Mike Maka has said it best. Daniel Jones is Garoppoloing it. Yeah, he's just doing enough. Yep. He can run. Which is okay. That's what I was reading to it, Danny he G. He can't run. He, can, he can't run. He's the retarded horse from Family Guy. <laughs> everybody pee. <laughs> Every time he gets in the huddle, Saquon's just like, everybody pee now. <laughs> All right, Mash, go ahead. Uh, toast of excellence to TNT for extending the entire inside of the NBA cast for 10 years. We get to keep watching that for a while. That's pretty cool. Uh, Charles Barkley not take that golf money? Uh, he did not. He got a 10-year, $100, $100 million deal from TNT. Yeah, that's less than what he was offered from Live Golf. I know. I know. But he gets to essentially chill doing nothing for 10 years and get $100 million. Tell me what a guy that doesn't know the sport. Yeah current day sport? He doesn't watch games. Uh, he just sits there and reacts. I have I have a toast of excellence and a toast of dis-excellence. Uh, my toast of excellence is to Tony Romo for, for, for predicting the score of the game like four minutes into the Chiefs-Bills yeah. game last night. It was pretty good. This is going to be a 20-24 type game. <laughs> um, and then uh, a toast of dis-excellence um, for uh, myself for having not only no fantasy wins, but keeping the uh, the record alive at six straight weeks of having a major uh, player on my team get injured in the first quarter of the game and put zero points. Uh, toast of excellence to uh, Hostess Cupcake the Riddler. Asked him for a good quarterback coming off of the waivers this week and gave me Justin Fields. Put, gave me 20 points. Thanks, bud. Yep. I thought Geno Smith would be a good play, and he wasn't. You guys think that uh, you guys think that uh, Melvin Gordon gets twenty points tonight? No. Cool. <laughs> Do you think Just there's like any that. chance that Mike Williams scores negative forty points tonight? There's always a possibility he could fumble eighteen times. That's oh, even if he loses imagine. all of them. But even if he loses <laughs> all of them, but if he loses all of them, it's that's thirty six points. <laughs> I need 20 fumbles. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Somebody call Buffalo Wild Wings so they can you flip imagine the switch. that happening? <laughs> Just over, on, I gotta, over I gotta find... 
Most I think would hurt himself. Fumbles loss in a game. Uh, so imagine like watching a game and the guy fumbles twenty times. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, in two thousand five, Chad Pennington fumbled six times in one game. Wow. You know this this weekend on uh, Sunday morning. I, I called Kendall to wish him good luck in fantasy, and his response was, "It's nice to have the week off." Wait, now first of that's all, up. first of all, I texted <laughs> that's, him. That's <laughs> fucked up, Kendall. Kendall, that's messed up. I, mean, I I like to think that I'm a pretty humble fantasy player. I've never gloated. Kendall, that's pretty rude. I, I basically get. Girl, you talk about that one championship you won I, all I, the time. I get a verbal beating basically every week. Even when we're not playing, I'm gonna crack my beard. I said this to Massey. Um, so like, it's absolutely perfect that the the Rams trade for Christian McCaffrey, right? I fucking hate that. But like, it's like it's a high profile player in a position that you could use some improvement at, and it keeps the narrative of Matt Stafford's a racist alive. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what he threw to Robinson a lot. That's what 2022 football is all about. Matt Stafford being a racist. I like it. Crack your beers. Oh my god, there's a fish hook in this one. <laughs> hey guys, is Ichiro first ballot Hall of Famer? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I heard dissenting opinions. What do you mean? Didn't I hear somebody say no? Yeah, he didn't mean it. I don't think anybody said it. Who said no? I thought Paul said no. No, I said yeah. Oh, never mind. I said yeah. See, to me, Ichiro is one of those guys. Like, I, I, I don't think there's a lot of them. But, but I think Ichiro is one of those guys that, in my opinion, shouldn't it shouldn't even go to a ballot. It should just be like first year of eligibility. He's in. <laughs> yes. It shouldn't go to a vote. There's no. There's no reason to go to a vote. There's no reason for anybody to be a dickhead and try to ruin. You know. There's not a lot of players that I think are are in that caliber, but I think Ichiro is one of them. He should be unanimous. Yeah, like I think Derek Jeter would have been, but he was so poor defensively that you know. Oh man, why are you gonna do this to me? Because it bothers you. Know, because, because analytics, because, baby, analytics, mom, because, new thing. Because after because after five wins, it's pointless to keep toasting your team. No, I'm in for the long haul. I think there should be an organization that swoops in, like, the, the ninth hour to put Ichiro in a Hall of Fame before baseball does. Like, the water-drinking Hall of Fame's like, hey, you're in. Like the Japanese that, baseball Hall of Fame? water-drinking Hall of Fame? Yeah, just, like, some Hall of Fame that doesn't matter make, puts him in before baseball does, really kind of stick it to the league. Huh. That, was a, that was a bad joke. It wasn't really, like, meant to be a funny joke, just to be like a, what a, what a, what a, a you were funny... trying to tell a joke that's not funny? No, no, no. It was just like a uh, an anecdote, if you will. Hey, is anybody watching this game? Yeah. Oh. So number 76 is like retarded, right? Yes. Like, it, why is he arguing that that wasn't a false start? He like almost like, he like bowed. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I don't think I've seen Justin Herbert throw the ball less than 60 yards yet this game. No. 
he has thrown it at least 20 yards downfield every single pass. Ninja is not happy. Justin Herbert? What did I say, Justin? That's very funny, Paul. You know, I'm not sure if he did, but I think I heard Justin. That's why I was like. Massey, I'm really glad that you caught that joke because you're the only one that would have appreciated it. That was very funny. Um, all right, so uh, we we said we were a fan of the thing we did last week, and we're going to kind of use that as the replacement of our like NFL recap. Um, instead of just recapping every game, we'll just kind of go over like five or six games with a, like the talking points type thing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Kyle's doing it this week. Um, so, who, so, who so, wants so. to do it next week? Locos. I'm not. No, I'll be on next week. You want to do it next week? Sure. All right. So, Kyle, go ahead. The first game that I did, I kind of went backwards, but whatever. Uh, Eagles Cowboys. Eagles won 26 17. No, Kyle, you're not supposed to give a rundown of the game. I'm just giving the score. God. My first question of the game is how can the Eagles fix their second-half struggles? Um, in the first half, they scored 136 points. In the second half, they've only scored 35. Um, I, so there's a, there's a piece of information that I would need to answer this question that I don't think you have. All right. What's, like, their average, like, margin, like, lead margin at halftime? I don't know. I'm saying, like, you know, like, if, 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 like, on average through six games they're leading by, like, 14 points going into the half, then I don't know that, you know, like, maybe, like, I, then it's not so much maybe second half struggles as it is kind of just, like, coasting and playing it safe and not letting the other team back in it. Well, because I was watching you know the mean? game, this, yeah, because I was watching it last night, they were up, what, 20, like, 17 nothing, 20 nothing. Yeah. And then, they just couldn't do shit in the second half. Well, I think kind of. Well, I think from my opinion, the problems that the Eagles are going to run into when they when they play good teams and when they get to the playoffs is going to be the same problem that Baltimore has had for the past four years, and it's that you have electric playmaking with both the arm and the legs of your quarterback. You have some talent at the wide receiver or tight end position. But when you get into the position of having to use a running back to run through the trenches, you don't have a legitimate go-to back. And the Eagles have had that problem for a long time. And so, I, you know, for the Eagles, I feel like it's very difficult because you don't have a back that just consistently is in rhythm. You see that a lot with teams like, um, like, Chicago, for example, like, you know, like when Chicago, you know, a few times it's happened this year, but when Chicago's in a, in a, in a rhythm offensively, you know, they're, they're getting the three or four yard rushes from either Herbert or Montgomery consistently. And it's making, you know, it's opening up different things. Whereas for like the Eagles, there's no, you know, they're just a running back by committee, like Baltimore has been for years. So that's what I think. I think that they just need to pick one of those backs and just make them the back. I agree. I think kind of to what Paul's alluding to as well, I think there's kind of some letting up because they do get up ahead 
early in the game, and then the second half, they, I think they kind of take some you know pressure off, and they kind of just coast. So it, it, maybe we just haven't seen them, you know, really pour it on. I, I, that's kind of my feeling because, like, you know, Dallas, you know, is a good defense. I think they played as well as they could. It just you know they got behind, and then you know, offensively, Dallas wasn't really doing much, and the points were already scored for Philadelphia. All right. Anybody else? Yeah, Matthew Tantrum. Thanks, bud. Cool. All right. Here we got the Cowboys. Um, yes, their defense has been good, but four out of the four out of the six games so far, their defense has given up 120 yards rushing. What way can they fix their run defense? Say that one um, more time, Kyle. I'm sorry. So far to the six games, the Cowboys' run defense has given up 120 yards plus. Yep. <clears throat> What's the way that they can fix it? Like, obviously trade, but without trade. I'm gonna go ahead and say play better, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> um, because they're small up front. They are small up front, but a lot of their alignments. Uh, are beaten by going wide. So if you spread the Cowboys line out, you're able to start um, diminishing their effect up front. Uh, maybe sending a couple more blitzes up the middle because all they're trying to do when people move on the Cowboys gen generally rush up the middle because you're not trying to go outside and go against Demarcus Lawrence or Michael Parsons. You start sending blitzes up the middle where they're trying to go. They stop trying to go wide to spread you out because you're just opening up lanes for the guy to come right down the middle. So that'd be one area I would look to start trying to trying to fix that. I think, too, there are cases where great pass rushing doesn't translate to good run stopping. Uh, even though there, there, there's similar components to it, there's just certain teams that this is, hey, we're, we're good pass rushers, we get to the quarterback, but we don't have that interior stop-the-run ability. And that might just be what we're seeing. I don't know. Nothing short of kind of just redesigning how you run that defense would aid that that system. I don't know. Yeah. Paul, anything? Um... Well, like what I'm wondering is, so, like, so you said they're yeah you know, they're giving up like what like 123 a game. Yeah, like 120 plus. They're giving up 120 rushing yards a game. Um, but I, what what I'm curious is like, are there are there any anomaly type games? What do you mean? Like, is there a game where like one team ran for like 200 yards? Uh, and then like, and out. then like four of the teams ran for 40. You know what I well, mean? Well, the, the, it was four out of the six games, the teams that ran for 120 plus yards. So, not on average, it's four out of the six games. Well, I mean, I think that the, I think for the Cowboys, I think my opinion on it is that they just, it, it's going to take some time to get that, the, the unit there clicking. Um, you know, the, you know, Leonard Fournette is a good running back. Saquon Barkley's playing very well this year. Um, 
you know, the Jalen Hurts is, you know, when he's a completely different animal in the situation. Because you, you know, how many rushing yards did he have? Eh, he only has 27. What, what did Daniel Jones have against him? I have no idea. That, that um, may have been because the, there was one game he had like 60 rushing yards. I mean, no, he had 79, had 79 rushing yards. No, Paul, to answer your question, 152, 167, 142, and 136 were the standouts. The anomalies in this case look like 38 rushing yards and 89 rushing yards. That was the Bengals at 89 and us at 38. <clears throat> How many, how many rushing yards did you have, Max? Uh, I had 22 myself. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, I mean... There's a reason that they're trying to trade acres. I think another thing, too, is, is that um, from the Eagles um, and commander standpoint, I don't know, it's weird. Like, they got to get more pressure up the middle because, yeah, they, they are small. But I, I think that they're willing to sacrifice um, the ground game in small chunks to keep from like to limit the amount of big plays and to consistently have quarterback pressures. You know, I mean, the other thing too is is you know like the in the game. I mean, the Daniel Jones thing really hurt them with the seventy nine rushing yards. But you know, they 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 kind of held Barkley quote unquote in check. He had eighty yards. And then no other back did anything, you know, the, from the Washington and Philadelphia standpoint, it was more of like a by committee kind of thing. So, you know, all it takes, you know, that's one, that's one bonus to the committee thing. I know I talked about going against it earlier, but like one bonus into the committee is, you know, if you have three running backs getting nine carries, each of them is probably going to have a 15 yard run in there at some point or another, because the defense is, you know, you don't, it's hard to game plan against three different backs getting equal shares. So, I mean, I, I think it'll, I think it'll come a little bit as the season progresses, but I think that they're willing to let inside runs for, you know, chunks of, you know, three to four yards go to uh, continue having their quarterback pressures. Uh, next game that I did was Seattle and Arizona. Um, Seattle draft class was Tariq Woolen, Kobe Bryant, Kenneth Walker III, and both tackled Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas. Do you think they are the biggest reason for the Seahawks' success? Yeah, do, I, do you think they're the reason for the Seahawks' success so, so far? I think it- Bigger portion of it is that they got rid of Russell Wilson. You don't think it's like the coach or anything? I mean, yes, I think the coach is the reason, and that's because they got rid of Russell Wilson. You think Gino's better than Russell Wilson? Currently? I think... I think the Seahawks' success is driven off of the fact that the defense is uh, – not the defense, the, um, the offensive weapons 
still command respect regardless of who's playing quarterback. And so given that extra space, Geno Smith is taking care of the football. And, you know, they, they have a defense that's going to let teams be in games. You know, they, they held up great against Arizona. But then you look at the game like the Lions game where they gave up, you know, 4 billion points. You know, but, you know, Geno Smith is, you know, his, he's, giving, he's being given a lot of space to work with because Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, you know, they still demand respect because they can run routes. Geno Smith, you know, can throw football, so you have to keep an eye on those two guys. And it gives Geno Smith, you know, more ability to take shots with other players. And he's doing it, you know, quote-unquote mistake-free. And that's, I think, it's the biggest thing. Yeah, the offense is scoring points every time they have the ball. And I think which too, you have to do if your defense is bad, right? I think too, if you're a quarterback and you kind of hang around the league long enough, eventually, like a system kind of works with you. And we've seen it before, guys like you know Tyrod Taylor. They've he's had you know levels of success. Maybe this is that window where things are just working for for Geno. It's just. The system works for him, and you know he's got you know good receivers. The running game has been decent. Maybe this is just kind of his time to shine. If even if even the last six games, whatever, you know he, he kind of found that niche. People pick him up in fantasy. Didn't get you right this week, though. Cardinals. Um, they get Hopkins back this week, and they just traded for Robbie Anderson. Um, Hollywood Brown looks like he's hurt for a while. Six weeks. Six weeks, is that confirmed? Yes. It, it said indefinitely before. Uh, six came weeks out, came out. They were saying like four to six or something. Yeah. Um, with him coming back in six weeks and James Conner coming back, do you think the Cardinals can have, like from week seven on, do you think they could be a top five offense? No. Yeah. Cliff Kingsbury is an awful head coach. Kyler Murray's not good. Kyler Murray is two and forty-seven during COD double XP weekends. <laughs> Hilarious. Still my favorite stat. <laughs> Kyler Kyler Murray is you know so here's the thing. Everybody like you know there's there's the jokes of like the the running back and quarterback the whole Lamar Jackson thing or whatever. Kyler Murray is only effective with his legs. I, I do not view him as as a threat with his arm. Um, I, I don't think that anybody on the offense is on the same page. You know, I mean, I, I mean, you look at it from just the standpoint of the fir- these first six games, they've had Hollywood Brown and Zach Ertz. It's not like they've had schlubs out there, and it's meant nothing. I, I think um, that, and I think Cliff Kingsbury is just god awful. I think that Kyler could be an effective quarterback, but not as long as Kingsbury's charge. Yeah, yeah. Like despite his ability, like it's just, we talked about it last week. They're, they're, it, it hasn't worked. All, all their best laid plans did not did not come to fruition. And like when I think about the Cardinals in you know the past however many seasons, I only think of one thing. It's it's that stupid hail mary that, that he threw. Like that's it. There's nothing positive. I I think of oh Arizona, they're doing some great things. Like. James Conner has a bunch of rushing touchdowns last year, and then the Hail Mary. That's all I could think of that I could speak positively about that team. 
I just don't. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I haven't seen anything from Kyler Murray outside of his ability to extend plays, and 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 I know that that's a, a big important part. But for Kyler Murray, it, it's not like you know. Again, you know, we're talking about we're talking about Russell Wilson. You know, in, in the prime of Russell Wilson, he did the same thing that Kyler Murray did, but it, he never took the ball past the line of scrimmage. Like if Kyler Murray starts doing that, it's going to go past the line of scrimmage, and then it's. You know, which is great. You know, he can make things happen, but it, then it makes everybody else obsolete. And if Kyler Murray, you know, if your quarterback's most efficient when running the football, why do you have DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown? Right, and now Robbie Anderson. I, I just, I, I don't think that team is ever going to be a prolific offense. I don't see that happening. Um, the Falcon defense actually has been playing pretty good. Um, I guess my question is, are you surprised by the acquisition of Casey Hayward and Rashawn Evans? Do you think the, are you surprised by the Falcons' success on defense? Because they they stopped the Forty ers run offense to pretty much nothing the entire game. Um, for me, I, I guess there's a slight degree of surprise for Atlanta, but I'm almost more in the camp that every dog has its day. And I think San Francisco, to me, is the better team that kind of, you know, got caught slipping and, you know, got beat up on a little bit. Yeah, That's but the fucking defense was good against the Buccaneers. No, I, other good. Like I said, I, I think, I think the, the Falcons defense has played well. It's been a little surprise. I just, I just think. For me, it was kind of like San Francisco was just bested in this opportunity. They play again, I think they win. And then the 49ers, can they keep in the in the uh, NFC race with 11 of the 22 starters on the IR? Who was that? <clears throat> 49ers. Uh, yeah, they'll stay in the race. I mean, they'll they'll stay in the race from the standpoint of we just had that conversation about the Arizona Cardinals, and you know, you can't count them out. But like so far this season, you know, there's nothing saying like, oh, the Rams are going to run away with the NFC West, right? So that division is wide open between the 49ers and the Rams, and you know, I mean, the, the Cardinals could make some moves at some point and the, the NFC is you know uh, you know outside of you know the NFC East it's a pretty shitty division it's a pretty shitty conference <coughs> you know it's 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 more than likely that you're going to see you know a NFC South NFC North three NFC East teams and then two NFC West teams in the playoffs or vice versa, three NFC West and two NFC East. You know, I don't. Again, you know, it's the same thing I said with the Rams. You can't count. You know, I, I refuse to count Green Bay out until you know they're mathematically eliminated. But as right. of right now, you know, it's the the Vikings division. You know, the NFC South is to me pretty wide open right now. That's fair. You know, I, just, I mean. 
I think the yeah, I don't know. And, and the, I don't know. And also, what's their what's the rest of their schedule look like? I have no idea. The Niners. Yeah, I'll pull it up. I got it right here. So you figure the 49ers, I mean, it's going to be tough. It'll be tough, but they got a lot of really, they got a lot of tough games coming up. And they have like the hardest middle of the stretch I've ever seen. Yeah, it's Chiefs, Rams. We play some pretty hard teams this year. Chiefs, Rams, Chargers, Cardinals, Saints, Dolphins, Bucks. That's rough. I mean, yeah. hope like I don't know how long all these guys are gonna be out for, but it's just a lot of guys to like be missing, yeah. especially during that stretch. Right, but the thing is, is like you gotta look at it from the same. So like you know, the the Forty Niners are it's the same team that we've known them to be. They're gonna they're a team that the defense is gonna win them. You know, is gonna win them the games. But against like the Chiefs, the defense just has to do enough because the Chiefs' defense is not that great. So you know the offense can have some explosion. Um, you know, the Rams haven't looked as dominant defensively all season. I think that they had some real good moments against Carolina and kind of showcase they're on the right track to getting back to their dominant ways. Um, but there's been some holes there. Um, you know, Kyle, you're you're a test. You're preaching all year that the Chargers defense is overrated. You know, the Cardinals are obviously a very beatable team. So it's like, you know, it's there's room for it. But they got to capitalize the right ways. All right, next game, Bengals-Saints. Should the Saints keep with Dalton, or should they give the ball back to Jameis? Um, neither. All right. Pull Taysom Hill. They should just they should just go all in on Taysom Hill for the rest of the year. N- neither neither Jameis nor Andy Dalton are the answer. They're, they're not. I think I think what you do is I, I, at this point honestly I think you do a quarterback carousel. Then you just kind of you, you basically have three mini schemes and and they sub in and out. One for the deep ball. One for the slant. One for the <laughs> quarterback runs. I like it. I'm all out there same time. <laughs> Sends a quarterback. What do we oh, do? What do we do? Vintage, vintage Russell Wilson. Yeah, I saw that. Can we get a Broncos country? Let's Gino, ride real quick. I started Geno Smith, so Russell Wilson's probably going to, you know, go off for 40 years. points. Yeah. Hey, hey Khalil Mack, that would have been a sack if you were in a Bears jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, whatever, whatever, whichever answer the Saints pick, it's the wrong answer. X. Screw Jeff. <laughs> Just kidding. You love Jeff. Do we though? Of course we do. Okay. Uh, Bengals. After seeing how their offense played this week. Do you think they found their groove again, or do you think it was just a one-game thing? I mean, it definitely could lead to finding the groove. Like, 
could have been the spark they needed to kind of get everyone back back in line. You know, it's very loosely thrown around that, oh, this is a get-right game. I think offensively it sort of was for Cincinnati. Um, I, I don't think in general, I don't think any of us would speak super highly of the Bengals' defense. Not that they're bad, but I just don't – it's not like a household defense that we're all talking about. It's just they're, you know, perhaps better than average. So it's not a surprise. I think they will give up points – and I think the the mantras to be well, you know, we got these superstar receivers, a great running game. We'll we'll just score more than you do. And I think that was kind of just evident what we saw on Sunday. And I bet you a lot of games would be like that for them. Right. Jamar Chase have a good game. Their offensive line is still trash. Yes. All right, right. Giants Ravens. Yes, the Giants are five and one, but what can they do to make their offense explosive? Was was, was like a was, give me a minute, man. <laughs> you <laughs> asked the question. What's a what's a like realistic trade that they could do? I think Daniel Jones getting a haircut would do a lot. <laughs> um, honestly, I don't I don't think they'll trade for anybody. Um, unless unless they make a splat and go get like a DJ Moore. But you know, they don't have the cap space. That, One lightly really... used Saquon Barkley, please. I mean, really, like they they don't have the cap space. That's why, like honestly, that's why Tony and Galladay haven't been put on the IR because they don't really have the cap space to sign replacements. Um, it, it is what it is. Who are you paying? Holiday. Holiday. You want? Do you want um, the over the cap? Sure, but Who, I know Galladay, Leonard Williams. But how much um, was Galladay making? All right, here you go. Paul. It was like a seventy million dollar contract. Kenny Galladay currently has a twenty one million cap hit. Leonard Williams has a fifteen million dollar cap hit. Dory Jackson has a nine million dollar cap hit. Andrew Thomas has an eight million. Daniel Jones has an eight million. Saquon has a seven million. Kayvon Thibodeau so- has a five. So you guys are just—I mean, I know you're—I know you're five and one, and I'm not knocking the five and one. But so like, so you guys are just kind of like doing like like a more average version of like the 2000s Patriots, where you're just everybody's kind of making the same amount of money. For the most so, part, I guess, but that's with the exception of Williams and Galladay. And then James yeah, I mean, Bradbury, like, James Bradbury carries 12 million in dead money. Logan Ryan carries 11 million in dead money. Blake Martinez carries 8 million in dead money. Nate Solder no, so carries dead, four million. Money. Yes, that, the dead money hurts a lot. The, the, the Galladay contract is not. That's not big. I mean, I, I can name ten teams that have three players making over fifteen million dollars a year. You have one. It's all the. It's the. It's the eighty-five million dollar dead money. Yes. Because I mean, like the Rams, like, you you guys have to have three three guys making over fucking fifteen million a year. No, Stafford. Stafford's got to be what? Stafford's got to be high teens. Yep. Not we have teams. exactly three. Can you guess who the three are? Donald Ramsey and Stafford. Donald Ramsey and Cup. Stafford is under fifteen million. Mm. He only has four hundred million in signing bonuses. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But really, I mean, that's that's what it is. The Giants' cap situation isn't great. I know after this year, it opens up pretty uh, greatly. But um, I don't think they'll make a splash at receiver this year. I mean, unless – I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, really, who who would even be available on the trade rate? It would be DJ Moore. I don't even know who else would really be available. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think Cam Akers for you. Uh, yeah, but that doesn't help him as a as a wide receiver. Yeah, put him outside. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't I don't think they're gonna trade away future <laughs> assets for a receiver now. Um, I think it would be a mistake for them to shake the offense up. That's what I mean. Like I I don't think I don't think anything's really gonna happen. I I think I think even if they found a way to do it, it would be a mistake. I think it would just I think it would derail their offense. And and I mean, really, I think they I think need bringing in any. I don't think you do. I don't because because the thing is is like, I don't think you need a number one because Daniel Jones isn't he's not the type of quarterback right now that's gonna like have the like Jamar Chase Joe Burrow connection. He's not gonna have that connection with one receiver. And then, you know, if you're not going to have, like, Cooper Cup for 1,800 yards, or for, you know, for 1,800 yards, and then a bunch of guys for 300 yards, the Giants are going to have a bunch of guys with 400 yards. That's what Daniel Jones, like, that's the quarterback he is. I, I think if they went out and... Well, that's, I mean, a couple years ago, he was he had that with Slayton, and Slayton had, I don't know, twelve or 1,300 yards. It's just, I think the, the offense they run now would probably be a little more... Um, curated for that but they they don't have they, there's really no threat at water they have guys that are talented but there's no there's no real threat i mean wendell robinson looks like he could be decent Kadarius tony could just stop playing he doesn't play anyway so whatever and, and galladay that was a free agent bust so it is what it is i mean they'll they'll probably have to address it in the draft and kind of tool the wide receiver room but i think for now i i agree i don't think they should really change anything that it's it's working more or less and they add a, a name or whoever in there and, and it's just a cause for tension and we got the ravens um with the recent defensive struggle does it make sense to pay Lamar all this money? No. It's not. It's not defensive struggles. They have. They don't have. They have. They don't have any receivers either. They have Mark Andrews. Their entire team is Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. That's their entire fifty-three man roster. Just those two guys and Justin Tucker. Was there any um, like truth to Lamar wanting to explore playing elsewhere, or is that just nonsense? I mean, well, Lamar, Lamar turned down the the contract because he wanted more money. He said he's going to bet on himself. He's going to play himself into that contract. I mean, I think the, I think the Ravens, I think the Ravens panic and give him that money anyway. But 
Um, I, I think I, I think from from where the Ravens are as a, as a as a team right now, I think it would be foolish to wrap up fucking fifty million dollars in a quarterback because they just need so many other things. They just need they need so much. Somebody's gonna no pay them, though. They have no receivers. No, and that's fine. And let some let somebody do it. You know what I mean? That there's you know let let fucking Seattle do it. You know what I mean? Like a team like you know a team that makes sense to do it. You know a team that's got fucking DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and you know the you know whatever. And it's you know what I mean? It's because the thing is, if you bring in Lamar Jackson to a team like Seattle, for example, where you have Metcalf, you have Tyler Lockett, like, your defense can kind of be shitty. Like, the Chiefs have been making a fucking career off of it in Patrick Mahomes' career. Right. Having a subpar defense, but your offense is so explosive that it can't be stopped. And, you know, but, like, the, the, the Ravens don't have that because they don't have receivers. They don't, you know, they have every every year they have some running back that looks like he's going to be promising until he gets hurt. And then they have Mark Andrews. Like their whole team is Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson. They usually yeah. do enough, and when they can't, Justin Tucker's there. And you know they need. I mean, they have a lot of injuries too, which could have something to you know could play into it. But you know, Patrick Queen's looking like a bust in terms of like what he should have been. You know, I mean, I think he could still be a formidable starting linebacker in in the NFL, but you know, he was supposed to be the, the difference maker. You know, Patrick yeah. Queen was supposed to be that next Ray Lewis, and he is not. And I know that's an impossible hype to live up to, but he was supposed to be that next big thing at the linebacker position, just like Devin Bush was supposed to be, just like Devin White was supposed to be, and it's not. I just, I don't know. I just think that the Ravens, they just need so much stuff that it would just, it would be, it would be a disaster. Uh, my last game was the Panthers and the Rams. Um, with the Panthers already trading Robbie Anderson and talking about trading McCaffrey, they, the owner said that DJ Moore is pretty much untouchable. You think that's stupid on the Panthers' end? I think they should try to just trade everybody to get as much assets as they can. Here's the thing. With the way that their assets are currently <clears throat> and the money that they have tied up, they're not rebuilding till at least next year, maybe the year after. When I say next year, I mean like the end of next year. They're, they have no picks. They have so much dead money tied up in Darnold and other players like McCaffrey and DJ Moore. Yes, I think that they should trade these players. I don't think that they should trade everybody. I think that there's still some good cornerstone like Brian Burns, who you should absolutely keep. Although I will take one slightly use Brian Burns, please. Yes, and thank you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you at, at some point need to start cutting your losses because whoever you bring in for your head coach next year is going to get nothing done. It's going to be a re—it's going to be a rebuild year to a rebuild year. 
you might as well put out PJ Walker at quarterback because I think we've seen that neither Baker, much to my chagrin, nor Sam Darnold have anything to offer that team. Did you guys just see that one-handed grab Gerald Everett had? Yes. And it makes me mad that he couldn't play like that while we were here. Fucking insane. Um, I I think that the – so the Ruby Ruby Anderson thing was just an implosion that was happening, and they just, you know, they're not going anywhere, but, you you know, you can't have – when you, you know, you can't, you can't have that implosion in your locker room, especially when you already fired your head coach. Um, there has to be, you know, you, you have to set an example that, you know, yeah, we got rid of our coach, but the players don't run the team right now kind of thing. Yeah. The Christian McCaffrey thing, I think that they deal him, if, if I'm the, if I'm Carolina, I do everything I can to deal him now before he gets hurt. I agree with that. Because, because he's, he, as long as he's, you know, I know he's not being the Christian McCaffrey that everyone's used to. But as long as he's on the field, he's still Christian McCaffrey and a team that needs a running back or needs help in the, the short receiving game will pay for him. Maybe not overpay that, you know, like they would have a year and a half ago, but you can still get something for him. The DJ Moore thing, I think you hang on to DJ Moore because I think if anything, if you trade DJ Moore, I think you're going to get more for DJ Moore on draft day than you are in the middle of the season. Yeah. Kind of like the AJ Brown thing. Exactly. If you're like, I think that the the DJ, I think DJ Moore, I think you can get a lot more for DJ Moore by waiting until the off season than you can by doing it now. And then the Rams, uh, their offense is still kind of stalling. Um, I don't know. They look pretty good. I mean, they they didn't really do that much yesterday. They scored 20-something points. So the Steelers. Ask your question, Kyle. <laughs> the Bears didn't. Now, what do they need to do to make that offense explosive like last year? Get a time machine. Uh, start rolling in play-action passes again. Start using the jet sweeps that McVay was famous for for three and a half years before he abandoned them completely for some reason. Uh, start focusing on getting Alan, Alan Robinson involved in the game plan like we did last week. Get back from the bye week and get like seven players back. And throw the football more than 10 yards. Yeah, that too. Um, Matt Stafford threw for 253 yards on 26 completions. You have Cooper Cup on your team and Alan Robinson. There's no reason Matt Stafford should ever be averaging less than 10 yards for completion. Uh, time to throw. I, I understand that, but th- th- those are adjustments you make, bringing the tight end in, leaving the running back to block, those type of things. You, you, you I, agree two, with, I agree. I agree. We had two tight ends blocking, for example, during the 49ers game. Do you know what the average time to throw Stafford had? One point, I understand. 1.4 seconds. I understand that. But then the reason that you lose that game is because then the defense just knows that you're only trying to get it out quick. Oh, absolutely. Need to focus on the run game, too. Unfortunately, we don't have great running backs. So, I mean, McCaffrey, if I'm the GM. I agree with both. Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford needs to take more shots in, in the, the 15 to 
15 to 25 yard range. I agree. Yeah. I just think he needs time for those to develop. Right. So the thing is, what? Well, the problem too is you don't see a lot of, you know, the NFL now, especially when you get these like these coaches like Sean McVay, great head coach. But Sean McVay, you know, is one of those like, oh, everything's going to be, you know, every fucking play has a story to it. Yeah. And it's like, just fucking let Cooper, Cooper Cup has the speed and the route running to run a 15 yard in route before Stafford's going to get hit. Well, oh, for sure. And well, it's just it. So you can run play action with your running game not being good because you just need the second. It's the but hesitation. He refuses to call it. He puts so, Stafford in empty and just lets him sit out there. But not even That's the play the action thing. The, but the play action thing, yes, I understand they need to do that more. But I'm just thinking, like, you have Allen Robinson and you have Cooper Cup, two receivers that are very good at in cuts and pinpoint route angle yes. changes. Their agility is amazing. Like, instead of running all these fucking double moves and all this shit when you're going to go deep down the field and all this stuff, because Cooper Cup runs, you know, he does a lot of double moves because he has that route running ability to make someone mess up on the second move, and that's great. But fucking, fucking line one up on the left, one on the right. You fucking, Allen Robinson runs a fucking 15-yard comeback towards the sideline. And Cooper Cup runs a 15-yard in route, and then you let your fucking other guys underneath, and let that that develops, and then you have the short pass underneath, but those routes those routes take a second to run for those guys. Instead, yes it's and, all this yes other. No. I I so think that, it takes sure. slightly longer than that, but I understand exactly what you're saying, and I agree. Um, but the, the play is action Cooper is Cooper can run a 15-yard in route before. Before Stafford's going to get hit, they need to run simpler passing plays in the midfield area. Yes, but does his injury play into this at all? Do you think? Who's? No. Stafford. He, nur- he nursed a bum arm for an entire offseason. No. No, I think he needed a little bit of time to get it warmed up, but I think that that happens to us literally every year. Matt Stafford has played with worse injuries. Yes. Uh, but the reason why I say play action is so important for our offense is once we started using the play action starting in the second quarter, Stafford went like 16 for 19 for 185 yards and two touchdowns. Just instantly switched over once we started doing planned rollouts and play action. Because he thrives in it. I don't know what, and everybody that I can read about was bitching, why the fuck didn't McVay go away from play action? Because that was his bread and butter with golf. And I understand you like putting Stafford back in an empty set and just letting him sling. Great. He loves play action, and he does great against it. I don't know why they don't run it more. I'm hoping that we start to see that. Well, Massey, what you alluded to before did happen, I mean, Skoranek scored on a jet sweep. Like, uh-huh. uh, so also McVay's bread and butter for three years before he just stopped doing it. Jared Goff's last year. Losing Robert Woods also hurt because he he was as much as everybody will say the opposite. He was what our offense ran through for six years. 
he may not have been catching the ball the entire time, but he was running downfield. He was making motion to draw defenders off. He was well, blocking. And I think I think I think a big thing for the Rams too. I think I think is they're, they're missing the offensive locker room leader. Yes, because Matt is, is yeah. Cup is Cup is a, is a you know he, he's he's but he's he not that he vocal guy. No, he's not vocal. He's, he doesn't have a lot of heart and soul type of thing. I mean, he plays with a lot of passion or a lot of heart. Right. But he's not a passion player. Allen Robinson's never been a passion player. You know, and, and like Robert Woods was was that locker yeah. room him, leader him on the and, offensive side of the ball. And, him and Andrew Whitworth were the two guys. Right. <laughs> now, and, and now they're both gone. Right. So... Uh, you asked a question during that. Do you remember what your question was? For me? Yeah, do you, do you think has, anything has to do with Stafford's arm? Oh, I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. Uh, I think we answered that pretty succinctly, unless you have other questions. No, that's it. Cool. Yeah. I mean, just just touching on the Stafford arm thing again. I mean, watching, you know, the, the, the Rams are on TV a lot, and I tuned in the game here and there. I haven't seen anything from his play, especially with the amount of times he's been hit this season, to make me think like the mechanics aren't working properly. Yeah, no, I his think arm is fine. I, I, I think he's I think he's making some poor decisions this year. I mean, you know, no more than any other year that I've watched him play. No, nah, because Matt Stafford doesn't. Matt Stafford's been a little less, a little more careless with the ball this year. I, I mean, struggle some, with that because, like, the pick six on Sunday wasn't a bad pick six. He didn't throw it right to the defender. Nine times out of ten, that ball he throws, cup catches. Just got by him. That's all it was. There are a couple, like, the one against San Francisco that even McVay said, yeah, he should have checked out of that, and he should have known better than that. But I don't think it's terrible. I I. It's Matt Stafford, so it's always going to be hammered home. Oh, Stafford threw another pick. You know who's thrown more pick sixes since he's been on the Rams? They're playing tonight. No, the pick pick sixes. Here's the thing: I I, I hate when people use the pick six thing. To me, if a quarterback throws six interceptions on the season and they're all pick sixes. That, that doesn't mean it's no different than a quarterback just throwing six. It's six interceptions. It's yeah. just six interceptions with a lot with, with fucking bad fucking tackling on the offensive side of the ball. I just I don't know. I just for me I I just think it's concerning that six games through the season Matt Stafford has eight picks. I, I'm I'm really not worried about it. I honestly think that it gets taken care of pretty easily. Because do you guys remember the stretch we had in November last year where everybody thought Stafford was literally washed? Came back from that. He no. was fine. It was November when we lost to Tennessee, then San Francisco, then zero and four. Yes. No, zero and three because we had a bye week during that. Well, excuse the hell out of me. Yeah, we went winless in November. It'll get cleaned up. I'm not worried about it. And I, and I, for what it's worth, it has absolutely nothing to do with the arm. No, I don't think there's anything to do with the arm. I, I just think, I think that 
I, I think I think Stafford. I think there's a little struggle struggling going on with Stafford's connection with people not named Cooper Cup. And again, this happens at the beginning of every year. Because yeah, I understand that, but the reason my concern for it is it happens at the beginning of every year, but now it's no longer the beginning of the year. Six, six games, games in. in. We're six teams in with a fifteen-year <laughs> vet. So, I give Stafford. Me. Stafford. Stafford gets three games for me, and that Stafford gets three games to make those, to make those changes. And I will. And I, I will say, I will. I will agree that he has cleaned it up since those first three. Those first three games, he threw five picks. Because I think he started with two against Buffalo and three against Atlanta. Right? He's just gracious. Uh, two against Atlanta, two against San Francisco, one against. Atlanta. No, he only threw one against San Francisco. I thought he threw another one besides pick six. No, he threw three. He threw three against Buffalo and two against Atlanta. Mm. And then he didn't throw one in Arizona, and then he and then he's got one in San Fran, one in Dallas, and one in Carolina. So he, I mean, he's consistently throwing picks, which is concerning yeah. for me, only because. From just like I mean, Matt Stafford throws picks. It's going to happen. Yes. But from an outlier standpoint, since 2014, he's had 12, 12, 10, 10, 11, five because he didn't play the whole season. Ten, and then he had 17 last year. So 17 was his highest since 2013. And then he's already got eight this year. Off topic real quick. Which Buffalo safety got hurt, Boyer or Hyde? I thought Boyer got hurt. Jerry's Burns to him. Jerry's Burns. For the year, right? Yeah. No, no, no. no. I did. He's, uh, I don't think he's out for the year. But did you guys see that about the safety, Boyer? The the car thing? Yeah, couldn't get medically cleared to fly, so he drove 15 hours to go play in the game. Wow. That that's a toast of excellence. Yeah. I have a a question for Stafford. Okay. I just want to throw it out there. I'm not. I'm not saying I buy into it. Okay. Does winning the Super Bowl count in at all? Does winning the Super Bowl what? So like, if we're saying he's kind of like the a sloppy start, the whole thing. I mean, he won the thing he's been chasing his whole. Like he finally had his his. Oh, do I think he's like? Whatever I don't care now, not, not whatever I don't care, but I mean, it is some of the the passion and the drive gone? I guess, yeah. Like, like, there's nothing. Like, there's like something the, not the, driving the, him forward as much. Yeah. So, um, from my standpoint, Matthew, mind if I jump in real quick? Like, I'm gonna say no, and that's just because also Stafford's not a wear your heart on your sleeve kind of guy. He's kind of like a silent warrior. He always has been. Um, I mean, he gets pumped up like you see him, like you know, celebrate or whatever. But like you know, th- that's just football. Everybody does it. You know, I think the only player that you know you never really saw celebrate was like fucking Larry Fitzgerald. Um, but um, uh, what should we call it? Um, I just think Stafford's always kind of been like the silent warrior type. Um, you know, like the the drive and the and the motivation kind of Stafford's always. Than like a team guy versus yeah. like an individual guy, so 
I don't, I, I don't think it, honestly, if there was some drive missing, I don't think you would, you would be able to know it. It's not something that would it would it wouldn't it wouldn't show up on a football field or a stat sheet or something like that. It it would be something like his wife would know it from conversations at the dinner table. Like that's the that's the only way kind of guy. He's that kind of guy, in my opinion. It's not like a like Odell. Like like you would know if Odell lost drive to the game. You know what I mean? Like you would see it. You would know if Tom Brady checked out. You know what I mean? Because those are guys that just wear every emotion they have on their sleeve. That's my opinion. Massey, go ahead. Tom Brady was pissed yesterday. Yeah, Tom Brady we're going to talk, talk about that in half a second because I did want to bring that up. Um, He's an angry elf. <laughs> I, I do not think that there is any of that, too, because I'm pretty sure the team would see it at least. And McVay has already not been shy about calling out people who don't give a shit. Uh, Didn't he get into a face with somebody after they hit Cooper Cup? Stafford? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he got into whatever the safety on the Bengals name is. Jesse Bates? After after, uh, Cook got lit up at the end zone at the end of the game. And that's, I mean, that and after they got down the field to spike the ball during the uh, NFC Divisional game against the Bucks, those two were the most animated I've ever seen Stafford. I, you don't really see that from him. Right. So, Brady and the Bucks. Brady takes off midweek to go to marriage counseling, go talk to his divorce lawyer, go smoke a ham, whatever the fuck he was doing on Wednesday. And then on Saturday, he goes to Kraft's wedding and then comes back and yells at his offense. Earned because he's the greatest of all time or probably his fault for taking so much time off during the He got hit a lot. Uh, you know, it's it, it's tough. You know, people like uh, programs like, you know, WFAN cover this like in like, a lot of detail. Like, you know, do you earn that, you know, caliber, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. There's a part of me that says, yes, he's earned it. Because, like, I don't think he needs to necessarily go through a, a walkthrough, you know, every week. I mean, how much more is, is – Tom Brady going to practice other than like you know being there for your teammates and getting cohesive at the same time it's like you know is it a bad look you know you're in the middle of the season you're going to gallivant around doing all these things I I, I don't know it's it's very it's very confusing I, I don't I don't know what the right answer is because I think if like a guy like you know Zach Wilson does this you know he, he falls under all this you know scrutiny but Tom Brady perhaps not he just he just doesn't I See, I think it's the re- I think it's the reverse. I think if Zach Wilson, if Zach Wilson was, you know, Zach Wilson's a bad example because he bangs mom. But like, if <laughs> that is the best example. Going back to Matt, we'll just say like going back to Matt Stafford. If Matt Stafford was, you know, missed a, a practice to go to marriage counseling because him and his wife were having trouble, and then he missed Saturday practice because 
he was going to, you know, fucking Brandon Pettigrew's wedding. <laughs> Good name. You know, but like, you know, like it, it wouldn't even be in the news. It wouldn't even be in the news. Yeah, I agree with that. It, it this stuff happens all the time. You know, it, it you have fifty three players times thirty two teams. They're not all there for every practice. There, there's, you know, you're gonna sit here and tell me, you know, fucking Demarcus Lawrence that, that hasn't missed a practice because, you know, he had this thing going on, or you know, fucking Antonio Cromartie didn't miss a practice because he stayed home with his kid because he was sick. Which one? All of them <laughs> at the same time. You know what I mean? It's like it, this shit happens all the time, but it's just it's so, never covered. The thing about it, though, the Steelers can get pressure on any quarterback in the last like eight weeks, right? Dating back to last year, they couldn't get pressure on nobody. And then the one game they played Brady, they put pressure on. He got angry because. And he's, as a Steelers fan, we should have lost. Whole career. Yeah, we should have like lost how, by 75. I like how Kyle found a way to turn this segment into the Steelers being good. <laughs> no, they're not good. They're, they should have lost by 75. Brady's been that way his whole career. When he gets hit, he throws a tantrum on the side. Like, it's not the first time he's done that. No. And let's be honest, Buccaneers offensive line is trash right now. There's so many injuries. Can't confirm. It's just... Do you guys think Brady played one season too long? I think I mean, about that. It's only six weeks. Well, I'm, I'm not even saying... Like, I, I know he's not... He's he's not playing as good as he normally does. And he could still turn around. But, I mean, if it does end up... You know, if he does end up, like, getting divorced and, and things happening outside of... I mean... If, say, he doesn't win a Super Bowl this year, I mean... Even winning a Super Bowl, I don't think it was worth it for your marriage and your kids. But you know what? But, yeah, but let's, let's be realistic. Him coming back to play a season of football, like, that was the tipping point, but it wasn't the cause. Sure, absolutely. That That's real life, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, everyone always looks at the tipping point of any season, and that's just... It's everyday people. I could come up to you guys and say, hey, me and Samantha are splitting up. And, you know, I could give you, you know, and, and you'd be able to focus on the tipping point of it, but that was never the reason. The reason was embedded in fucking depth for however long. Um, so, I mean, that's so, I mean, what, Kyle? So, we, we just, when people forget, they're, they're normal people, too. Yeah, of course. Right, they're going to go through struggles. He's just a rich struggler. Everybody doesn't struggle. <laughs> Let's see. JK Scott. So, I mean, so I don't I don't know how to feel about it. What's that? Because, like, it, it's, it's funny, like, outside of, like, 
winning the Super Bowl type of thing, like you brought up the Super Bowl thing, his touchdowns are definitely way down right now. He's only got eight through six. But you know, he's still on he he, he he's still on pace to throw for fucking like forty six hundred yards. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if you know, he turns it around and, you know, goes on to have a great season. Because we've seen stuff like this before with him. It just, it, because of the caliber player and person he is, any type of action, good or bad, is under a microscope. Uh, now, I, we've talked about this before. If, if I were him, if I was in his shoes, you know, after I won my Super Bowl with Tampa, I, I retire. But that's the difference between he and I. He's, he's, you know, I'm more conservative and he's the guy that, hey... So so what I want, I'm gonna go do it again. You know, he's the, the the constant competitor, so on and so forth. And I you know I just I don't know at what point can can you walk away? Like is this is this gonna continue to go on? Is it, until like he suffers a career ending injury, is he just gonna keep playing? Uh, at what point can you walk away? because he, he seems to to just have this drive that a lot of people don't. I do think this year was gonna be I mean for the last 10 years, he's always said, playing till 45. Till, and this year, he's 45. I think this was going to be it regardless. Um, yeah. I, I agree with you. I mean, after the, the Super Bowl win, that probably was that – was, that was the time to do it. Because so, now you look at, like, if he – say if they don't turn it around, you know, you, you have a guy who I, I, I don't – personally care for him but I mean who's been the greatest quarterback to play you know and just kind of like limp out possibly his last it's just well know, see that's the thing though it's like that that's that's the thing is like I, I don't like this narrative that everyone is everyone is preparing for Tom Brady because the Bucks of a team as a team haven't looked good and I can agree with that but here's here's the thing the the Falcons and the Panthers are no threat to take the division. New Orleans doesn't even have they don't even have one good quarterback if you combine all three of their quarterbacks. <laughs> well, hold on, that could be a decent guy. No, it couldn't. <laughs> you that dub seventy eight to Madden. Yeah, exactly. Anyways. My my thing is, you you look at, like you look at the schedule. Tampa Bay is what's their record right now? Three and three. Okay, so three and three. They still get. They still get the Panthers twice. They get the Falcons. They get the Seahawks. They get the Browns before Deshaun Watson. They get the, you know, like they they have these. They, they're, they're probably going to make the playoffs as the winner of their division. Tom Brady is, and I know it's six weeks. Tom Brady's on pace to throw. While yes, it's only twenty two touchdowns, which is a major down for him. He's on pace to throw for forty six hundred yards, twenty two touchdowns, and three interceptions. Which, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I have never had a quarterback that's done anything good, so I'm all in for that. I'll take that all day. And like I said, and we still haven't seen we still haven't seen their offense at full power yet. 
but like I, I feel like it's way too early to be writing this narrative of like he's going to be limping off into the sunset because the guy's the guy's still like you know he he's just he's a couple hundred shy of pace for five thousand yards at four hundred years old. You know, and the touchdowns, you know, I think that's more of a product of not having Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and, you know, not finding the chemistry of which tight end is going to be his fucking king this year yet. Um, I just, I'm not, I'm not ready to write off the narrative. If they're three and three, which is definitely, yes, uh, not such a great start. You know, you figure looking at their schedule, you know. I don't know. Looking at their schedule, though, they should at, at best they think they should be four and two, so they're really not far off from where they should be. I don't think I don't think they deserve to beat the Packers that week. They were so injured, and they were so short manpower wise. And then the Chiefs—they're just—they're not a better team than the the Chiefs right now. So the the Steelers game is the outlier. They should have beat the Steelers. They'd be four and two. Instead, they're three and three. Yeah, and that could be an example, too, of, you know, every dog has his day. Because, you know, you you look at, like, across the board, all these, you know, professional, you know, sportscasters, there's been a a very few. What's that? So you're really riding that one today. Oh, the every dog has his day? (laughs) Yeah, I I like that saying. Every dog has his day. I like that's a good saying. Um, but a, a lot of, you know, sportscasters, they, they didn't pick Pittsburgh to win. And, you know, just, you know, just despite how close it came down to the end, you know, Pittsburgh did win. And, you know, Tampa, I don't, I, this is not going to be the, the tipping point for like, okay, well, the season's down the tubes for them. It's, it's, it's not, it's not, you know, you know, the Steelers, you know, came alive. I think there's a product of it, you know, maybe playing it at home you know, help to a certain degree and just things went their way. You know, I, I'm sure Tampa will shake it off and, and they'll go on and, and win a bunch of more games. It's just, it's a shame because a person as iconic as it's almost like, it's like his life is being like dragged through you know, the, the news right now. All the dirty laundry is being aired out and I'm not going to buy into like, Oh, it's, it's a distraction, but and, and anything and everything in, in, the world we live right now is a distraction because this is the access to information is so great. So it's just, it's, it's a, another level into the NFL season that I think they're going to go through. And if Tampa Bay can, if Tampa Bay can find a way to make the playoffs and go into it healthy through six games, the only team I think that might have the edge on them is the Eagles. Because that's the other thing. There's a lot, a lot of these teams, the Eagles, the Giants, the Vikings, like, you know, like the, 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 the Giants are going to be like, you know, it's going to be like a new, like, you know, freshman walking into high school for the first time when they get to the playoffs. The Eagles, you know, they've been there, like the Vikings have been there, but nothing's really come of it. I mean, if, if they can find a way to just stay afloat and go into the postseason healthy, I'll take that team all day. Yes, sir. 
None of it's going to matter when Rob Gronkowski comes back. I thought for sure you were going to say none of it's going to matter when we're all on our yachts. <laughs> I was going to get ready to laugh. Well, that too. Would you say I don't that? want a yacht. I don't want a yacht. People, people were talking at once. Kyle said, why would I say that? And I said, I don't want a yacht. Boats are money pits. The trick is to get well, a friend with a boat. Well, the 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 trick is the trick is to just not be in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> the joke being, we have a friend who has used that many times as a, I don't know, a selling point for hanging out. I don't really know. I don't, now, that, now that I think about it, I don't really know what the reason is. To kind of be complaining in his car, but like, yeah, none of this is gonna matter when we have our yachts. <laughs> Yeah, man. She's like, yeah, you're, uh... I'm with you. You're right. Uh, we are on the same page. Hey, real quick, did Robert Kraft get married on a Thursday? Yeah, it saved him some money. I'd be interested to know how... He also didn't tell anybody he was getting married. He sent them all an invite to a party, said, show up, and then told them all at the party, hey, by the way, this is the reception. You gotta figure, it's like his eighth marriage. The girl's like 17. <laughs> She's in her 40s, but still. He's 900. Yeah, she's waiting for him to die. Was that fucked up? I mean, hey. You help Not me long. out, I help you out. Right. He just wants someone to tug the slug. on board, it's cool. Maybe didn't draft in a while. Mike, you got a draft? I, I... You suck. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I, I did have a, a segment that did kind of have a draft component. I mean, we could try to bang it out real quick if you guys want. All right. All right, so we're going uh, to make a movie. Each of us, we're going to put on our, our cast, director, and uh, producer hat. Uh, we're going to draft. You need uh, a leading man, uh a leading, you know, woman, uh, and then we'll call it, I don't know, three, three additional co-stars or four, whatever to make it like an even number. Um, and then we're going to make a movie, but there's, there's an added stipulation. So for director, I have no idea. So don't know. You're just going to pick people you want in your movie. So, once you've assembled your cast, you got to be thinking because you got to create a synopsis and a title for your movie. So you can draft whoever you want to be whatever kind of movie you want, comedy, action, drama. But there's got to be like, hey, what this movie is going to be about and the name of your movie, you know, when it's all said and done. So you got to kind of have your, your thinking cap on. And I wanted one more stipulation where at least one, at least two people in your cast have had to be on a, a movie previously together. So so can this be a porn? Listen, it can be whatever you want. I, <laughs> I, I, I was thinking a regular film, but if you want to go that route. Alright, can you, can you repeat the rules? Okay, these are the rules. You need a leading a leading man, a leading woman, uh, and you need, then... You need both? Yes. So there's got to be at least one one girl in your cast... And four, you guys want to do four other co-stars or three? 
tell us. Which then we'll, I wrote down four. Uh, then we'll do four. That way it, it can be an even number. So the, the other stipulation is at least one person has to share a previous movie with another person. That's it. And then when it's all said and done, you got to have a name for your movie and a synopsis, what your movie is about. It could be one line, it could be three lines, whatever. But there's got to be something that, like, you, you know when you, you go on Hulu, Netflix, whatever, you click on something that tells you kind of like what the series is about, you need to have that. So, like something that, like, you haven't done yet with our movie? <laughs> it's written down. It's written down. It's just not the script, though, right? Script is more. I have an entire outline for the movie made. Dude, it doesn't take that long. God, the problem is I I'd have ha- a movie done by next month. I have too much. I have to cut way down. I, I, I read some information about what how long a comedy script should be. I am way over and not close <laughs> to being. So I, I got to find a way to you know refine. Or okay. or we don't have to do this at all. It was just an idea I had today. I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, movie's not coming out to 2028. Sorry, Kendall. It's just fun to make you mad. Yeah, I love yeah. you though. Yeah, I love you too. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. All right, uh, Massey, do you want to give us a? Oh, and this is what we're gonna do. So, Massey are we is doing them individual, or are we doing this together? No, it, are we in, doing this as like a draft or? Yeah, or yeah. So, we're, no, we're gonna. Well, that's the thing. So we can draft our people, or if you just want to say, you know, screw it, and we just pick people, that's fine too. If you want to do, just pick people for time. That's one thing. Or if you guys want to draft the, the people. Uh, I, I feel like a draft for this doesn't really work. Yeah. Okay. Because, like, it's, like... Well, just because, like, you, like, you're coming up with, like... You're picking characters based off, like, a certain plot that you want to kind of want to, like, do. So it's, like... Let's just say you have, like, you know, Samuel Jackson in your head, you know? And it's, like, then someone takes him for, like, a different thing. And it's, like, you know, like, what are you going to do? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I understand. I was that was going to add the, the the difficulty component, but we can we can skip the draft and just do, you know, we, we assemble. I don't do that. Uh, or we we do it as a group and it rotates around. We pick a different thing. Or you yeah. say we do both. We do that and we do our individual ones. You guys want to do both? <laughs> I'm I'm up for whatever. We don't have to do it with this all. This is met with a lot of this is met with a lot of silence. What'd you say, Kyle? Nothing. I figured it out. I got my movie down. Pretty bad movie. I love it. I was gonna remake the Mighty Ducks. No, a lacrosse movie. (laughs) So what I was gonna say was, and it, um, you know, we're not we're not doing it. it. Sounds like draft style, um. But I was going to have Massey judge the movies. We have this ongoing joke that Massey's seen no movies. He's going to judge all our movies. But Kyle... It's an ongoing joke. It's also a fact. Yeah. yeah. But I was going to have Kyle judge the Masses movie. So he was, he was going to be the, the quote, critic. However you want to do it, can you tell All right, well, then let's do this. Let's all create our own movie. We'll, just, we'll, we'll have some casual conversation while we're, you know, assembling. Uh, and um, the only stipulation, I want to stick with the stipulation that at least one member has to, had to share a, a previous film with someone. Oh, dude, so just two people, are, have to, two people are 
two people of two of your six people have to have been in a movie together. Correct. Right. Oh, and and the leading lady. That's that's the. What? So. Does it have to be a leading lady? Well, just uh, uh, well, there has to be one woman present in your cast. Yeah, but like any any two people have to have been in the movie. Correct. Yeah. That that that, that doesn't matter. Name, by the way, for this guy. So real quick, I have. All right, I got my movie ready. Wow, good on you, so. Shit, drop my pen. Hey Kyle, tell us about your new cat while I use the bathroom. Uh, it's not my cat. I didn't get the cat. It was given to us. It's a dumb cat. I want the dog to eat the cat. All, all, cat, all cats are dumb. Yeah, I know. Trust me. Their fucking tongues are sandpaper. Yeah. Tell me tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. Bum, bum, bee, dum, bum, bum, bee, dum, bum. Disturbia. What, yo? Man, the Jets unis kind of suck. Actually, the Packer unis kind of suck, too. Paul, you see Sauce Gardner wearing the cheese head? Yeah, I did. Pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Hey, Mock, the Giants could trade for, could trade for Chase Claypool. Oh, thanks. You can have him. He played well for us for a game. I better get a carrot. North Carolina was ranked number one. I'm trying to write my synopsis here. <laughs> I'm only going with a sentence, like the title. No, I did. You guys will get the point. The movie's gonna be really bad, and I love it. <laughs> it's gonna be a Netflix original. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, you know, if if people have died or whatever, like this is this is like a, a fantasy. You could do whatever you want. People have to be living. Oh or... shit! Oh well, I got my cast already. We're good. Yeah, my movie's not gonna want to be watched by anybody. But it was the <laughs> first thing that first thing that came to my head. God, it'd be funny because I instantly also had an idea. It'd be funny if we both had the same thing. I really no don't way. think we do. There's no shot in hell. <laughs> if there is, Mock, I gotta kiss you. <laughs> Dude, first of all, how the fuck was he that open? The NBA starts Wednesday. You guys excited? All right, I'm ready. I'm going to go I first. Need to, I need to confirm something real quick before we do. Well, go ahead. Okay. Uh, so I'm remaking Rocky with Chris Pratt and Renee Zellweger. And then the uh, Chris Pratt's coach is going to be Steve Buscemi. <laughs> and Renee Zellweger's uh, deadbeat brother is going to be Nicolas Cage. Apollo Creed is going to be Terry Crews, and then the Russian Ivan guy is going to be Jason Momoa. 
Not bad. Nice. I probably wouldn't watch it because I didn't really watch any of the Rocky movies. But I would turn it on. Oh, Kyle, Terry Crews is in that you would watch it. Yeah, you're right. And Jason Momoa, that sexy Samoan. Steve Adams rip off. Facts. Love the mascot commercials, by the way. Mm. I was one. I kind of want to go last. Oh, Paul, my favorite commercial was on. The mascot one? Nah, the one right now. The one? You'll see it. You'll see it. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Oh, how many tackles (laughs) do you actually (laughs) make? You know what that is, right? Yeah, I know. What is it? Like, like a play, man. It's a specific play. Yeah, it was the uh, Dolphins and Patriots, right? Yeah. When Kenyon Drake made a name for himself for fun. Taylor Heineke playing quarterback for the Commanders. Good day. Good day. Alright, anyway. Kendall, what's your movie, Kendall? My movie? Yeah, yeah waiting on you, dude. Oh, okay, hold on. I'm just finishing my synopsis. I oh figured that you've been working on this all day. No, I, I came up with this on, you know, a few hours before the show. Alright, here we go. So the movie's called Trash Day, starring John Candy, Steve Martin, Kristen Wing, John Ratzenberger, Jack Black, and Kevin James. When Waste Systems is bought out by a competing rubbish removal company, Herm Thermos discovers something on his route that makes all the difference. Who's Herm Thermos? John Candy. I didn't realize we were supposed to do this. You can do whatever you want. I just recasted Rocky. Hey, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, I got one. And Adrian was pretty ugly, so I tried to pick like the ugliest actress I could think of off the top of my head. (laughs) I got Renee. Yeah, Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weisz, Arnold Vosloo, John Hanna, and Kevin J. O'Connor. All right, so you're just doing a Looney Tunes back in action remake? <laughs> nah, it's The Mummy. <laughs> um, I am actually finishing up the other one, though. So, Kyle, go. I, I want Mott to go, though. I want to go right, so, so I kind of finished mine up. Um, Couldn't come up with last names for all the characters. But I, I did get their nicknames. So, so this is kind of a remake. Are you guys familiar with Helen of Troy? Yeah. Yeah. So no. the first thing I thought of is uh, the name of the movie is Bonnie of Brooklyn. <laughs> um, I like it. It's pretty much going to be Helen of Troy, but bad mobsters. <laughs> so so it's Paulie versus Jackie after Jackie stole Bonnie. Uh, uh, it's Paulie Pretty Boy as Ryan Reynolds. Jackie Blackjack is Jason Bateman. <laughs> uh, Bonnie will be Margot Robbie. <laughs> you know, it's something to fight over. And uh, Paulie's crew is uh, Jason Siegel playing Chrissy Big Hands. <laughs> and what kind of mar- 
What kind of Margaret Robbie are we talking? Birds of Prey or Wolf of Wall Street? Wall Street. Yeah, good. <laughs> In. Um, and then Andy Samberg is playing Johnny Cheeson. Then on Jackie's crew is Eric Andre as Billy the Boy. <laughs> Seth MacFarlane is Tony Hotlitz. I like that one. I hate everything about this. <laughs> I haven't seen very many movies, so I can't come up with creative stuff. My thing is, just imagine them all doing terrible Italian accents. <laughs> oh, hey, it, yo! It pains me to even think about that. Alright, you guys ready? Comes yeah. Yeah. Space Jam remake. Uh, it's called The Extreme Dracula Expense. <laughs> uh, the lead man. The lead man is Wesley Snipes. Love it. The lead woman is Kristen Stewart. Uh, the co-stars are Taylor Lautner, Edward Cullen, Paul Levesque, and Chris Christopher Christoph Jefferson. I, I don't know. Edward Cullen. I don't know. What's his name? In the, what's his real name? <laughs> Robert Pattinson. Edward Cullen's better. That's his real name in the movie. Um, and then. You guys know uh, Wesley Snipes is like white guy, old man friend in Blade. Yep. Yeah, that guy's is that Chris dude. And uh, the movie's pretty much about uh, vampires uh, just fighting. Nothing else but fighting. Right. I didn't. I had a pretty like rocky road trying to imagine this, but I went less for comedy and more for action. Um, I couldn't come up with the title. It was either something stupid generic like Eternity or Whispers in the Ashes. I don't know. Super edgy names. Um, yeah. So I had uh, That's like man... What? It's like sack slapping, you know? I mean, I had Tom Holland as the lead as the new recruit. I had Chris Pratt as the co-star as the uh, starship captain. I had Kurt Russell as uh, like the grizzled mentor. I had Charlize Theron as the like station commander. And I what? The slam piece. I got you. (laughs) And then Mila Kunis as the tertiary antagonist. Ooh, tertiary. I was I was viewing this as kind of like the departed button space, but only in that like Chris Pratt is actually a bad starship captain, and Tom Holland's trying to find out who the traitor is. And I it's in space. I don't know. I couldn't come up with something great. I don't know why I went to that part first. Is there is there a really cool scene with Charlize Theron and Mila Kunis? They never actually meet in the movie. I don't want to see this movie. <laughs> remember, hey guys, like, ever hear somebody lose a contest? <laughs> hey guys, what's up, Paul? Uh, WWE already came out with the best movie. What's that? Uh, uh, the Twelve Corbin Rounds and... Part Four. Baron Corbin's back on Raw with his new manager. Did they make more than one twelve rounds? Uh, Yeah, they made forty of them. I was saying there's like eight of them. Yeah, the Miz was Uh, the star of one of them. Randy Orton was was the star of one of them. Were they really? 
Yeah, the best WWE movie is The Condemned. That movie yeah, was that one? Stone Cold. The Condemned was a Stone Cold. It was where they uh, they put a bunch of prisoners on an island and made them fight to the death, and the winner got his freedom. Nice. It was just slamming beers over people. <laughs> yeah. Did you imagine um, that for a whole movie? <laughs> Kendall, did Rebecca text you? Yes, she did. Yeah, Baron Corbin's back on Raw with his new manager, JBL. Which is awesome. That is hilarious. Yeah, I guess I'm he, here I guess for he, it. I guess he's not part of the Wyatt family. It's JBL. What What did I see something about Bray Wyatt coming out on stage the other night? Like, something weird happened or something cool happened? Well, he, he, made, his return at, uh, he made his return at Extreme Rules. Oh, has he been gone he for a while? Yeah, so he actually got let go. And he was like, but and he, but he was like, he was let go. But like, part of his contract stated that like he would still get paid, but he couldn't wrestle for another promotion. Mm. And so once his contract was up, like the WWE just brought him back. Definitely thought he was part of the Wyatt family. Kendall. Yes. How bummed would you be if Alexa Bliss's next gimmick was to be like an Amish church girl? Well, I mean that's essentially what the you know the the evil character. That's what was. his fan fiction is. Oh, but like if she came out and was like just really covered, well, like it, ivory from uh, IRS. It would be not great. <laughs> but I basically I've been surviving off pictures from five years ago anyway, so. It's the only thing that's sustaining me. That's pretty funny. Terrible. Also, Kendall, if she was to start an OnlyFans, how quick would you enter your credit card information? Basically, the the wallet would be out the moment I heard it. (laughs) So, here's the question I want to ask the group. Would I be shunned if I forwarded her $200 and said... I'll give you this if you block this guy on OnlyFans. Well, no, on Instagram. No, no, no. If she had made an OnlyFans. Oh. No, I, I think it'd be hilarious. Alright. The see. problem is, is Kendall would still find it because she's a fucking smut nose. And he'd probably oh, just yeah. make a different name. Right. Yeah, that's just true. Not, Kendall, Kendall's not smart enough to use something else. That's also true. My ingenuity knows no bounds. <laughs> Kendall wouldn't be able to figure out how to log out of his real email and log into the fake email. That's pretty funny. You could find me at the cream school slut at yahoo.com. <laughs> Alright, I have another movie. I, I, I was gonna say, like, I'm reading my Bonnie of Brooke, and I, I kind of want to really get into this. <laughs> So you want to write three pages of it and then never look at it again? Too much. And then say that I'm still working on it. I have over 100 <laughs> pages written. If you guys want to have a writing party anytime, you guys are invited. Or I'll come to you. Say, oh yeah, yeah. another chance to drive to Kendall's house. Ha 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 ha. sit by the illegal fire pit. Why is it illegal? Yeah, it was funny. We had our, our my parents over had our first burn and found out that uh, Milford does not allow open flame. <laughs> Very funny. Had no idea. 
How did you figure that out? So uh, my uncle told me. Oh, is he a narc? No, no, he's just a guy who knows everything. He a narc? <laughs> Was Mike K at this fire? Uh, yeah. You want to talk about secret hangouts? That was a secret I hangout. I called him that day. I called him that day. He he called me on the way to the secret hangout to see what he was doing. The hangout for our secret oh. hangout. That's not true. You were just calling to say hello, <laughs> and I appreciate it. Because Kendall doesn't ever call any of us. That's oh my god. Paul and I had like a a, a ten hour you know phone tag event today. So it's just secret me phone you call. Don't call. Yeah. Right. No, you, no, he doesn't call me either, Mock. It's all right. Oh, well, actually, hold on, hold on, hold on. Time, time, time. Mock wins the, the head-to-head phone call conversation, but of the phone calls that Massey and I've had, I think I'm one to know. In terms of what? Massey, I don't think you've ever called me. I, I, That's I, not true. All right, well, then let's... That's let's, not even slightly true. Let's bring out the phone I records. I at least five times off the top of my head that I've called you. Five times? You know... It's a tie between Paul and Mock who calls me more. But I do my fair share of calling them, too. But, Kendall, you never call me. All right, let me preface you know who calls me the most? Who? Kyle. Yeah, you know who, you know who true, Paul, I, He I calls call me more than you do, Paul. I call you twice a week. You just don't answer. I called you yesterday. You did call me yesterday, and then I noticed an hour later, and you hadn't texted me or called me, so I figured it was Apollo-related. What? Thought you needed a spaceship. <laughs> Started working on his movie. <laughs> I'm just gonna start calling so, you guys and hanging I, up. So, so because I didn't send a follow up text or a follow up call, you just assumed that I didn't need you anymore. I did. Yes. It's pretty Is much how correct? it works when someone's murdered. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, at that point, calling him back wouldn't have made a difference, anyways. I'm just gonna start racking up calls. We're gonna call people and hang <laughs> up. <laughs> Paul, was I wrong? It was not Apollo related. I apologize, Dutton, for making assumptions. Should be getting murdered. No, it was actually Dungeons and Dragons related. I would love to hear your Dungeons and Dragons question. It, it was, it was the, the question was that my brother is getting into Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> because he's a fucking you know homo, and um, I was uh, hung up a, like a bitch. Listen, I'm just racking up points right now. I was wondering if you had any ideas for uh, for good Christmas gifts for people getting into Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, get them the three rule book set. Although don't do that because they're releasing them next year. <laughs> Kendall, that doesn't count. <laughs> I think it would be a very fun night if we all tried to play that. Dude, it would be so much fun. You guys have no idea. I know Kyle would hate it. I think it would be fun. I think it would be too. So, um... So, Matt, Massey's doing what I'm doing. I'm just calling people and hanging up. <laughs> What I'm trying to do is, I think if I answer and hang up, I'll get the point, but oh no, it's speakerphone! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, man. Ma- no, 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 I'm smarted, bitch. Alright, uh, 
so my cousin, he does a um a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, and I, I wanted to do a crossover forever. I just I don't know what that crossover would be. Oh, I do. Uh, my cousin Sam. He was at Kendall's party. He showed up for like 47 seconds, and that's the only time Massey came out of the fucking house. It's true. (laughs) I figured that's the route we were going to go, but I just wanted to make sure. Fucking Molly had the podcast. We could do this next week. (laughs) (laughs) Kendall, I know exactly how we would do the crossover. We turn the game into a drinking game. All right. Are we talking no, just like I just, just like take this off the rails? Just like raw consumption. I, I just want to get everybody together to fucking play this fucking disc golf game that I bought. <laughs> what is that? Everybody's everybody's played it, but mock. Disc golf board game. I haven't played it. Yes, you have. You played the board game. Yeah, you have. Matthew. Oh, the one we played at uh, Kendall's house. Yeah, remember when Kyle just decided that he got his tax return and he was going to spend $900 on Philly tickets? Yes, I do remember that. It, we didn't finish the game because you guys got too drunk. Well, I mean, that okay, is true. First of all, now points. We definitely got too drunk. But Kyle also <laughs> ate a can of cold clam chowder. I think that took things Kyle off the rails. Kyle also did... So, was that the same day? Yes, yes, that was the same day because after you guys got too drunk, we went into the other room and Paul showed me every... Paul, what were the funny finishers called from Mortal Kombat 11? Where they were joke oh, uh, finisher or joke uh, for fatalities, friendships. Yes, proceeded to show me thirty four of those. Mind you, all hysterical. So good. I don't think I was invited. You you, you were, were not you there. Come. Yes, you were not there, but you were invited. I do remember that. It, it was it was one of those uh it was one no, of those times where it was one of those times where you uh you, you were on the fence until about like two minutes before it started and then you couldn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much the mo. <laughs> that's that's how you know Mock doesn't want to do something with you when he's on the fence. Yep. I mean that's where I permanently sit. So, Mass, you just don't answer until three days later. Also true. Paul, what was your second movie? I forgot. It's all right. <laughs> now this one time you know our dear friend jeff had a great idea for a movie hyped it up and then he forgot oh my god Shut up. sorry right, sorry you guys were so stoned anyway yeah you're fucking weed head weed head i'm telling lincoln so, so like i i went out today and I cooked my dinner for tomorrow today. Hey, good on you. What did you make? Hey, man, sorry, I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> Steakums? Oh, I, I I bought another truck roast the other day, and I put it in the smoker. What kind of smoker? Uh, hey, it's Kendall. I can't get to the phone. I gave him one of those automatic replies. I said I'm on my way. I put it in the smoker when I got home from work. It's currently wrapped in a towel and a cooler. Nice. Do you know what Mock's biggest thing to me is? He always goes, I'll call you later, and never calls you back. Pretty much never do. (laughs) 
<laughs> and, and it's not really on purpose. It's just because I forget. <laughs> or he forgets me. Oh, man. You guys want to hear a funny story? Sure. Before we got to wrap up. So, softball last week, Kyle calls me. He's like, hey, you know, can you pick me up on your way to the game? I'm like, yeah, dude, no problem. <laughs> Completely forgot. <laughs> Things are going on. We get to the field. I'm sitting there. I just, like, crack a beer. Kyle calls me. He's like, hey, uh, where are you? I was like, dude, I'm at the field. Where are you? Like, you were supposed <laughs> oh. to pick me up. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, like, that, is, that is my bad. Uh, that one was my bad. <laughs> That's pretty funny. He still got there. How? Light jog. Um, actually, pretty impressed. Paul didn't fall asleep. Yeah, me too. I'm actually. It's a problem because now I'm awake again. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you want to wake you up like I used to wake you up? Uh, definitely Kendo. not. Definitely don't want that. Kendo. Think of what a good time that was. How many times, you know, staying at that house to be woken up by that or a dog burying his face <laughs> in my face? <laughs> it was in the top of your hair. You guys want to hear? You know what story I told the other day? Kyle and uh, Kendall will remember this. Remember that time at the Gravel Street house? Uh, we were sitting in the living room, and um, Jeff fell asleep. And we put, like, softcore porn on and we oh, went to sleep. So good. And I uh, <laughs> walk came out, I was like, hey, uh, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> That's was... fucking hysterical. That was pretty good. How old were you guys? Like... It was last year. <laughs> uh, that's that's very funny. I appreciate that. I mean, I got scared of that fucking big ass bug. I'll tell you, what, I don't know who has that video, but that's like top ten all time. <laughs> I think Vito must have it. This giant beetle like got through Kyle's air conditioning unit. And, you know, I was, you know, given the task of trying to, you know, <laughs> annihilate it or, or do something with it. How'd that go? Well, I'll tell you what. It doesn't show on the video, but I was terrified. <laughs> I put on the bravest face I could. He was How did it so look? Was it pretty big. brave? It was so big. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised that thing didn't have a gun. <laughs> it was like the roaches in Family Guy. <laughs> or Joe's apartment. Hey, man. Cut you so bad. <laughs> I will say, Kyle, at that house was when you had the futon. Yeah. I wish I had a picture of one of the funniest things I've ever seen. When I strapped Kendall on the futon? The futon was awesome. I remember you'd wake up and, like, Kendall would be laying on the futon with the top part of the mattress folded over him. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just his feet hanging <laughs> It was a series. I was too long for it, so I had to find very <laughs> far. I had to find the comfiest version. And then Bob just got rid of it. Yeah, hate him forever. There's no reason for him to get rid of that. Dude, that night we had like eight dudes you guys, in there. You guys want to hear something else that that was funny that happened this weekend? So 
So for no reason at all, the fucking Giants game isn't on TV. So I was like, hey, just use my Sunday ticket. Right, cool. Log in, watch the game. Awesome. Get to about six minutes left in the fourth quarter where things are really happening. I got Bob kicking me off. (laughs) I'm like, hey, what's going on? He's like, well, he's going to put the game on. I'm like, well, tell him no. (laughs) Should just have a follow. Well, I don't understand why they were on TV anyways. Oh, the fucking Jets-Packers game was on. Yeah, Packers will always get supremacy. Um, JC Jackson apparently got benched tonight. As you should. But like dog shit. Yeah, but a little bit of a bust signing for the for the Chargers there. All right. He's uh, I have my I have my last movie. Go ahead, Paul. All right. So I I kind of didn't go the route, Kendall, that you normally that you you predicted the first time, like a, a lead man, lead woman. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just like lead man with like five uh, five, uh, five supporting actors and actresses. Uh, but two of them have been in a movie together, so I kept that one. Uh, so my actors and actresses are Tom Holland, Ellie Kemper, uh, Dwayne Johnson, Jason Statham, Emma Stone, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, movie are you guys in on the actors so far? Yeah. yeah, I like it so far. Yes. Okay, cool. So Tom <clears throat> Holland uh, is Ash Ketchum, and Ellie Kemper is Misty, and Dwayne Johnson is Brock, and then Jason Statham is Giovanni, and then Emma Stone and Joseph Gordon-Levitt are Team Rocket. <laughs> Alright, I need to know who's playing Nurse Joy and Officer Jenny during this. Um, Russell Wilson because and Wiley Reed and Remy LaCroix. Because you're going to see Dwayne Johnson hit on in, both of those. I'll the buy the time. tickets tonight. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson hitting on the two of them? Hysterical. He probably would shag both of them. I mean, probably. But isn't well, he married? Hilarious use of the word shag. <laughs> Should we shag now or shag later? Your reviews. Hold on. Pussy Paper Duck is always solid. Always a solid oh. beer. Isla Fisher is Nurse Joy. Okay. And. Jenna Fisher. Jenna Fisher just doing that one clip from that one movie that we really like. <laughs> I'd say that will forever stand as one of the greatest YouTube finds I think we've ever had. What is it? So you know who Jenna Fisher is, right? Yeah. Okay. So there was one day at Kendall's parents' house. We're in the basement. I, I think, if I remember correctly, I think it was just me and Paul. I think Kendall ran upstairs for something. Yeah, because I came down to what a surprise. Oh, is it that movie clip? Yes. Okay. That was okay. one of the greatest finds of all time. So who gets credited for finding that? It was Paul and I were sitting there and like... It came know, on I TV? Think, no, no, no. We were we were like watching YouTube videos and, and it just came up and we're like, what is this? And then it happened. I was like... Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that that is uh, 
And then we yeah. watched it for like 15 minutes. <laughs> Terrible movie. Watch I'm gonna movie. go. Is, I'm gonna go. Isla Fisher as Nurse Joy and uh, Lizzie Kaplan as Officer Jones. Okay. Ron Jeremy as Squirtle. Say she's hot sometimes. <laughs> well, see, it works because if Liz if Liz Kaplan can't make it, we can just use Katy Perry or Zoe Deschanel. Not Ron. Not Ron Jeremy as Squirtle. And she Sister kissed a girl, girl and she liked it. They're all the same fucking person. There. Uh, uh, I had the uh, juicy IPA from Untitled Art, and uh, it was pretty good. Um, you know, I, I thought it was more hazy than juicy, but but it was what I, solid. Would I like it, Paul? Would I like it? Uh, I think so. Save you make sure to drop one off so Kendall can have one. Hmm. That's it. Did yeah. you make sure to run one down to the studio so Kendall will have one? Yeah, Kendall's probably just going to break into my house tomorrow and just take him. <laughs> I'm actually he's, heading there after this. Week. I figure he's probably coming into Wallingford to see Mike K, so maybe he'll stop by. Shout out to Mike K, who's been on the show and listened to the show very often, so thank you. <laughs> Fuck you, Mike. And I think this is more about you than it is about Mike K. You're right, and uh, let's, let's talk about me now. I had the uh, Screamsicle um, by Six Point Brewery. A hazy double IPA with orange and vanilla, 8% alcohol by volume. It was about $14 for the four-pack. Uh, I enjoyed this because I'm on this, you know, obsession with, you know, having, you know, finding these. Alcohol? Well, yes. But yes, these these know. these IPAs that are, like, you know, creamsicle themed and, and whatnot. Because I, I, Paul said it best. I'm on this hunt for, I want, like, a, a, a milkshake that is a beer. And I, I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, this was good. I I would give this a a three point nine out of five. Uh, I would really like to try this uh, draft versus can. Uh, it, it definitely had the the creamsicle taste, which I'm going for. Uh, but it did have kind of like not not an aftertaste, but I I can't exactly put my finger on it. It it wasn't like it wasn't perfect, so. I think the hunt will continue, but this was a worthwhile purchase. You know, creamsicles are bad. Moving on, souls. Creamsicles are awful. How fucking dare you? They're terrible. Can't Sorry, it's not a cold can of Chef Boyardee. <laughs> Strawberry shortcake. Strawberry shortcake, baby, is way better. Those are good. Big fan of those, too, but creamsicles are great. Fudgicles can die. Those are also, also wrong. I'd rather just have frozen orange juice. Eat that creme though. No, you don't. You don't need to mix orange juice and cream. <laughs> I tell you, you say it like that, it sounds terrible. I like creamsicles. She might go have one when I go upstairs. <laughs> Do you have one? Yeah, they're in my freezer. Can I'm talking to you at cold can of Chef Boyardee. Can I have one? Yeah, you can have one. <laughs> Not that. So I did this thing a couple weeks ago, and it's funny. Um, bought a box of creamsicles and a box of fudgicles. Took them out of the box. They have the same wrappers. Threw them in the freezer, so now it's just like a game of roulette. Hey, that's a decent game. 
been there every time, hoping for a cream skull fudge bowl. <laughs> oh, well, I guess I'll eat this then. <laughs> well, I opened it. <laughs> oh, no, now I'm in bed. Uh, are there any other beer reviews? Push was push. Push. Solid. Push. How was the pills? Good. How was the pills number 12? Okay, that's you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was reading something. It was very good. Uh, the ones you get from the Czech Republic are better than the ones here. <laughs> I mean, does that say a lot? No, so so what it is is the ones here are bottled, and, and the bottle, it just skunks a little. So it's it, like the ones you get here are just a little more skunky. And they're what not about the canned ones here? When they have the canned ones here, they're perfectly fine. It's only the bottle. It's it's the fucking green bottles that are no good. Gotcha. All right. Uh, I guess that wraps it up for us. Uh, Mosh, where can they find us? Find us on Facebook at Getting Sports with Drunk, Twitter and Instagram at GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's crank calling your friends while on a podcast with them or being an orange creamsicle slut. Hell yeah. That was very funny. Like, comment, subscribe on uh, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Wherever you can listen to Billy Joel, you can listen to us. <laughs> Billy Town Joel girl. Can you play us out with some Billy Joel? Ooh, no. Thank you, though. Thank you for asking. Hey, Kendall, besides Billy Joel, what else can they listen to on TPRN? Well, the Peter Pino Show will be on a two-week hiatus, uh, Pete's away. Um, but when, you know, we're not on, when he's not on, there is music playing all the time. And they're just coming off Mixtape Saturday. So in uh, two weeks' time, Mixtape will return with an awesome lineup. So stay tuned. All right, that wraps it up for getting social drunk this week. Next week, Mock will highlight questions of the week for the NFL. And uh, Massey's going to come up with a bracket. Hell yeah. Or or bracket or a uh, draft or something of that nature. We got you. And uh, Kyle's just going to keep having little hands. <laughs> I have a little penis, too. Good on you, boy. And until then, I'm your host and cupcake, the Riddler. I'm Mock. Machine washable. Oh. Little penis soaps. <laughs> the mask was messy. And the rat of a red baron. Flip, flip, yeah, flip, yeah. flip, 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 flip,